Tyler Smith here with another more than one lesson mini-sode. Uh, so this one, it's just me by myself. And I just wanted to update everybody on how I've been doing um, and what I've been doing and more specifically what God has been doing in my life. Um, so uh, we are in the tail end of my first full quarter at UCLA. And I still have one big paper to write, the subject of which you will find out about soon enough, because I think I may wind up posting it uh, on the website when I'm done. But uh, <clears throat> I wanted to give you guys kind of some background here. Uh, I think I've, you know, I've put it on Facebook and stuff like that, but I don't know if I've ever gone into a great deal of detail about my school situation. So... Uh, I guess it was probably, shoot, you know, I don't even, I don't even know. I guess it was about a year and a half ago that I started thinking or entertaining the notion of uh, maybe uh, teaching somewhere, uh, specifically a Christian college. And so I met with a couple of people at Biola and they, you know, don't have, they, did not have much of a critical studies department. And so a couple people seemed to like the idea of my teaching there, but, um, but I didn't have a master's and you need a master's. So, uh, my first thought was, all right, well, I guess I'll just, I guess that's over. Um, <clears throat> because the idea of going back to school did not appeal to me one bit, but it stayed in my head for a while. And then my wife and I looked at the possibility of, you know, where can we go in state, uh, and pay not a lot of money, uh, so that I could get my master's and it could open up some doors for me. Um, and that was the thing. It wasn't just about money. It was also about time I didn't want to spend, you know, two or three or however long, uh, how many years to, uh, to get this. So, one of the first, so one of the first places we started was UCLA, and one of the reasons that we looked at it, aside from it being a fairly prestigious school when it comes to film, uh, was that uh, in-state tuition was actually very low, and so we looked at that and saw that it had actually, <clears throat> they had restructured the master's program. In the past, it had taken, uh, it was two years, just an automatic two years, but they restructured it, and um, it is now, it it can be done in one year. Now, I'm not going to be able to do that because I still have a job and I can't go to school. Um, I mean, I guess I am going full-time, but I'm not able to go the amount of time required in order to get this done in one year. But... Um, but already, the, the fact that I didn't have, I wouldn't have to go for a, a, a minimum of two years was already uh, very exciting to me. So I went ahead and started putting my application together. And my friend Dan, who 
what started out as a, as a listener, um, of battleship retention and more than one lesson. And then he became part of my, uh, my Bible study. Um, and he was getting his PhD at UCLA. And so he actually kind of helped me through the application process. And, you know, and I often got very discouraged and very frustrated. And I wrote a whole new paper, uh, about Harold Lloyd, uh, as part of my application. And he helped with that tremendously. And so I applied, uh, about a year ago now and just kind of left it. I only applied to one school, um, which seems strange to me in retrospect. Uh, and I believe it was in March. Yes, it was in March that I got the email that I had been accepted. Um, I was out with my wife and a friend of the show, Jason Eakin and his wife and we were, uh, we just been out and about. And then we, <clears throat> we were actually finishing up our evening. And as we were, uh, walking out, I checked my email and saw that and told them. And then we all, it's like, well, the evening can't end now. Let's go get some dessert or something. And so we, we went out and, and celebrated and, uh, and then from, from there, it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, you know, I went to the, the visitation day. And so I was there with a bunch of much younger people. And one thing that they said, and I'm going to be very open about, uh, finances here. One thing that they said is that they were going to, this was their first year doing it. They were going to introduce a stipend so that if you were accepted, accepted into the master's program and you decided to enroll in UCLA, uh, you would get, uh, $10,000 knocked off of your tuition. Um, it would be, you know, in increments over the course of, uh, several quarters, but yeah, so that's $10,000 that you wouldn't have to pay, uh, which is insane. That was, and they just implemented that that's new. So it wasn't enough that they had restructured so that I could do this in a, in a smaller amount of time. It wasn't enough that the in-state tuition was already pretty low, but on top of all that $10,000, it was just gone. And I mean, it was astonishing to me, um, <clears throat> how many things were falling into place. And so, you know, I, I enrolled, I did a class over the summer and then one thing that on top of everything else, one thing that I found was that, uh, my wife and I were trying to figure out what we could do about transportation. Um, you know, were we going to have to get a second car? Was I going to have to pay for a parking pass? What was, what was going to have to happen? Well, as it turns out, there's a, a city bus that picks that, uh, that has a stop very near my house and you can take that, bu that bus not only all the way down to UCLA, but you can, it has a stop that is right by the film building. The film building is in the, is in the, like this upper corner. It's just kind of tucked away and the bus stop is right there. So on top of everything else, uh, I also don't have to walk that far to get where I need to go. And the idea of having to get another car was taken off the table. That's not necessary anymore. And so I, I did my class over the summer and then I, um, then I started going, then I enrolled in my, you know, real quarter, uh, a few months ago. And I'll go ahead and say this, that 
my whole plan for this whole thing was I'm going to go in. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not really going to do anything. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to befriend anyone. I'm just going to go in, come home, do my assignments and get back to my real life. That was a thing I said a lot back to my real life. Well, it turns out that all these classes have a participation grade, which means you have to, and they're all discussion oriented. So, all right, new plan. I'm going to go in, I'm going to say two things per class every week, two things per class. Then afterwards, I'm immediately going to leave, hop on the bus, go back to my real life. Well, the discussion, the discussions wound up being interesting. And so I would chime in more often than I planned and then afterwards, uh, you know, people in my, what's called a cohort, it's basically the people that were all accepted into this program at the same time as you, and you're all essentially in the same classes together. So you see all the same people. And so, uh, so, you know, after a while I found myself getting pulled into conversations after class as people were just hanging out and I thought like, oh, okay, well, Hey, this is kind of nice, but all these, you know, these, these are basically kids. They're all, you know, in their early twenties, I have nothing in common with them. So, you know, I'm, it's nice to be included, but you know, uh, back to my real life, my wife, my job, my house, my friends, my podcast, my church, all this stuff. Um, and slowly, but surely I found myself just investing in these people more. And I think it probably uh, really kicked in uh, the day after uh, the election. Um, as I'm sure you're, uh, I'm sure you're not surprised to find that uh, most of the students on campus are uh, very liberal uh, politically, and I'm uh, not. And though we had, we bonded over my uh, mutual dis, uh, dislike for Donald Trump, they also knew that I wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton. And um, so I, so when the election went the way that it did, I, uh, you know, I wasn't happy or anything, but I knew that everybody else was going to be devastated and maybe angry and maybe looking to lash out. So the next day, that Wednesday, when I took the bus down to school, I was ready. I was poised. I'm just, I, I wasn't looking for a fight, but I was preparing for a fight. So I went into class and the conversation, you know, we just talked about the movies that we were supposed to watch and all that sort of thing. After class was over, I was just going to walk to the bus, but people were kind of gathered around and they, um, a couple people said, Tyler, we, we have questions for you. And I thought, okay, here we go. And they proceeded to ask my opinion on, on things. Cause they knew that I was a conservative and everybody was just so bowled over that Donald Trump would be elected president. Um, that they wanted my perspective on it. And we had a, a 90 minute long conversation, which was really wonderful. I mean, it's exactly what I needed, uh, in that moment. Um, 
And since then I've, uh, you know, um, after class, like they've, they've gone out and they've invited me and I've gone to one or two of these things. Um, the other day I went to Denny's, I went to a late night Denny's with, uh, with, uh, a guy in my cohort. Uh, and you know, here's the thing and I'll, I'll try not to get, uh, emotional, but it's late at night and it's been, uh, you know, it's finals. So it's, it's already a fairly emotional, stressful time. What I wanted to say is that um, given the astounding circumstances to me under which I started, I came to attend UCLA, like I'm almost done with my first quarter and it feels like I just started all of this. Like it's just, it's flying by and I find myself in the middle of this thing. And if you would ask me a year ago, I would have said like, oh, obviously that's not going to happen. It's just such a, such a change. Um, But so many things falling into place, you know, uh, my friend Dan being able to having someone to guide me through the application process. Cause I would not have been very good at that. And then, you know, having them restructure so that it doesn't take as long having, you know, having the in-state tuition, not having to buy a car, the $10,000 stipend more. It just happens more and more. Um, I look at that and I looked at my attitude about school And I thought, how on earth, given how much this has fallen into my lap and how beneficial it will be for me, how on earth do I have the audacity to say that this is not my real life, that my real life starts when I leave campus, um, it was very humbling. And, and a lot of that was because of the conversations that I was having with, with uh, these other students. And so thinking about that, I realized that I, I should probably really try to invest in these people. And obviously, I, you know, I have, I still have my job. I still have the podcast. I still have Jen and my friends and all these other things. But, you know, I wanted to try and make time for some of these people. Um, because they're, they're great. Yes, they might be younger than me and we might not have watched the same cartoons when we were kids. Um, and yeah, they might be politically different than me, but that's, that's okay. Uh, and it has been remarkably rewarding, uh, just to get to know, uh, people that I definitely would not have known otherwise. And, uh, you know, if, if you are so inclined, you're welcome to, uh, pray for me in that regard. Um, that, uh, that I can continue to develop these relationships and, and just be a, a, a good friend to, to these people and, and a good positive, uh, image of Christianity in this department. But, you know, that's something that I've been thinking about for the last couple of weeks. And it's just, it's astonishing to me how much I, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll put this in very dramatic terms. It, it feels like I, my first instinct is to spit in the face of God. You know, I I wrote an article on more than one lesson about how, you know, God brought me into the world of film criticism. And for a long time, I just made fun of that. Uh, meanwhile, doing it has been remarkably, um, uh, enriching and fulfilling 
and it has led to any number of opportunities. And by the way, in the context, you know, in the context of film criticism, that's when I went to Biola and that's when a lot of these doors started opening and now here I am. And it's just whatever it is, like he just, things will enter into my life and I will not merely take them for granted, but I will find some cynical approach. And I think maybe that's to keep myself from investing fully in case I were to fail or in case I'm to, I were to feel ostracized or something like that. Um, and so what I would, what I would ask you to do, uh, you know, some practical application, you know, look for the areas in your own life, you know, and some of this, some of this uh, might be an offshoot of Thanksgiving, you know, the nature of taking stock of your life and, and seeing, you know, what you're thankful for. But I would also say, look at the areas in your life where, you know, it might be your job, it might be a marriage or whatever it might be, uh, that you might be a little bit cynical about, you might think like, Oh, this is dumb. You know, it's just, uh, I'm just putting in my time until blank. Um, and I would encourage you to really think in terms of like, this is where God wants you to be. He wants you to be right here. And he, it might be miserable. It might be a job that you hate. I've been in those situations and it's very difficult to see God in those moments. Um, but this is where he wants you and he wants you there for a reason. It's not that he just needs the position filled or whatever. You, you have this job. I am at school. We have these places that we are meant to be nobody else. And that can be very intimidating. Yes. But if we let it, it can be very exciting, um, that we are where we are meant to be. And then our attitude about it, well, that's up to us. Uh, so I would encourage you to try to, you know, be thankful and, and, and look for opportunities within the, the situation you're in. Uh, and please know that I'm, I'm not trying to lecture at you because this is very much where I am right now. Um, and I did want to briefly say this other thing in the spirit of, Hey, here we are, we're in a situation that we don't really like. And now what do we do? Let's just be cynical until it's over. I did briefly want to talk about the current state of our uh, country. Um, so, you know, listeners know that I am not a fan of Donald Trump. In fact, I, I, I have, I, I deal with real feelings of hatred in regards to Donald Trump because it really bothered me what he was doing to my party and it bothers me what he might do to my country. Um, it really frustrates me, but, and, and honestly, <clears throat> You know, every four years people talk about, you know, God's sovereignty and that like, well, you know, he puts the people in charge that he wants in charge. And, you know, that's something we say a lot. And then every four years, uh, someone is really unhappy with who God put in charge. And, um, you know, and this, this is definitely no exception. I was so, I was so frustrated that like, I felt like on, on the Republican side, which is, which is me. Like, I felt like we had so many good candidates, uh, who could not only win, um, you know, Donald Trump won, but could win in a way that felt positive that could actually maybe bring some people together and, and have people feel optimistic about the future. Um, and that is not how people feel right now. Some people are excited. Some people are, are big Trump fans. And if you are, then I do apologize. Uh, I am not, 
Um, and you know, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily despairing as much as some of my friends, uh, who are, you know, uh, who are not either big Hillary Clinton fans or just willing to vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, and I would like to, I, I don't know why God let this happen, but I know that he did for a reason. I have my own theories, but any, any time we theorize as to God's motives, uh, it's usually going to fall short. But I think my own theory is because of uh, the types of conversations that I had with my fellow students the day after the election. This was so jarring and so out of left field that you have people that are, yes, angry and people that are raging at the world, but you also have people who are thinking like, okay, well, wait a second. How could something like this happen? What must be going on in our country that this is where we have arrived? And converse, and, and I've seen, I've gotten texts from friends. I've seen stuff on Facebook, on Twitter from people who are, who are inclined to like uh, Donald Trump even less than I do. And who would maybe in the past be inclined, as we all are, to be just dismissive of whoever voted for Trump. He's such a, a, a deplorable guy uh, that anybody who votes for him must be deplorable. So I have no use for them. And I've seen some of that as well, obviously. But, um, but I've also seen people who say like, hey, uh, there's something going on here and I didn't even know it. Um, you know, any friends of mine that are conservative or any friends of mine that, that voted for Donald Trump, like I want, I want to know why. And they didn't even say, and they didn't say it in a, in an argumentative tone. They said like, they really want to know. And that was the tone that, that my, uh, the, the people in my cohort struck. It was genuine curiosity and it was a sympathetic curiosity, you know? And I think, you know, the, the further out we get, you'll probably get people that are, that are kind of digging in their heels once again. Um, that's to be expected, but in, in these moments, you're finding a lot more introspection on the part of everybody. And maybe that's the idea. Maybe we needed, a reminder that maybe we shouldn't put so much faith in our, uh, in our leaders because here's our leader. And so now maybe we should look to one another and look to ourselves. Um, and so I would encourage you for those that are maybe feeling really discouraged, um, about the situation we're in to go back to my previous point about my being in school and then whatever situation you might be in, you know, our, our, instinct might be to look at it and say, no good can come from this. So you know what? I'm done. I'm going to check out. I'm going to, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to talk to no one. And then in four years, I'm going to go back to my real life. Oh, another four years. Okay. I, in eight years, I'm going back to my real life. This is your real life. This is what is happening right now. And the question is why, you know, if you are as baffled by the election of Donald Trump as I am, the question is, why did that happen? And the answer, you might not know the answer. So then the next, the next question is, what are you going to do? And I don't mean, what are you going to do to get Donald Trump out? But what are you going to do now? What are you going to do in your job? What are you going to do in your marriage? What are you going to do on Facebook, on Twitter? You know, you can just get angry. You can just rage. And I, and I know plenty of, of Christians who 
are, are angry at God for, for letting this happen. And I get it. Believe me, I get it. Um, but what I would say is just start talking to people, uh, people that you agree with people you don't agree with and just check in with them and see like, okay, how do you, how do you feel about this? You know, how do you think we got to this? What do you think is going to come of this? And they might say things you don't like, but that's okay. Um, you'll undoubtedly say things they don't like. Um, but we are Christians and we are meant to love people. You know, I'm, I need to love Donald Trump. I need to love Hillary Clinton. Um, and the, and the people that voted for her and the people that voted for him. Um, that's, that's our role to play. We are meant to reach out to everybody, listen to everybody, uh, being, you know, being quick to listen and slow to speak, uh, is what we're supposed to do. And I feel like that is definitely, uh, antithetical to the way we live right now. But, uh, but that's what we're supposed to be. Um, we're supposed to be jarringly different than the rest of the culture and the rest of the culture. Well, I, as I mentioned, they're a little bit introspective right now, but the rest of the culture is very angry and very baffled. And so right now I totally understand the anger. I'm not saying it should go away. And if, if, you know, if uh, Donald Trump does something or says something that's really horrible and, and in your opinion, unchristian and doesn't go with our values, then by all means speak out for, uh, speak out against it. That's, that's understandable. But in the meantime, in your day to day, you know, just, just talk to people and listen and love them. Um, you know, I, I find myself wondering like if, if Hillary Clinton had, had won as many people, including me expected her to, then everything would have been business as usual. Undoubtedly, there'd be a lot of angry conservatives. Um, but it would just be business as usual because everything went the way it was meant to go. But now that we're not that, we are fa- we're given an opportunity to be, to be an image of, of like Christian love and Christian humility to other people. Um, and that's the thing is I wasn't that going into these conversations with, uh, fellow students. I was, I, you know, kind of had my emotional dukes up and I was ready for a fight and they reached out to me in humility. And in that moment I thought, boy, oh boy, like I, I was way off. I need to change my perspective and I need to be thankful for these opportunities. Um, and so, you know, I, I know I've done a little bit of rambling, but this is kind of the stuff that's, that's been on my mind lately. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful for where God has brought me in my life. Uh, it's so, it's already, you know, miles away from where I thought I was going to be 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, I guess one year ago I was applying to UCLA, but I kind of didn't think I was going to make it in. Um, you know, and that's, and, and that's the thing is, uh, they said that a hundred people applied and, and 15 people made it in. And I was one of those 15 and that sounds really exciting. And, but honestly, I don't think that I'm bragging when I say that because I will gladly say that my friend Dan helped me with the application. Uh, and then on top of everything else, you know, 
you know, my wife kind of, she didn't push me into this, but like I tend to drag my feet even on the things that I want to do. And so she kept encouraging me. And sometimes that meant discouraging me from being uh, really down on myself. So, you know, there are people that were encouraging me and helping me. And then on top of everything else, there are just all these other things that fell into place uh, that, uh, that God did to bring me where I am. So, uh, you know, 15 out of 10, like out of, out of a hundred, like that's amazing to me. And I need to look at that and think, wow, this is a very unusual circumstance. So what do I do with it? And in our country, we are in a very unusual circumstance. So what do we do with it? Um, so that's all I have. Uh, I do, you know, I know that I think, I believe we skipped an episode a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to try and not skip any more, uh, and looking at what my, my quarter will look like, uh, in January, I think, I think it's going to be easier to record, uh, this and BP and, and, uh, whatever else I need to do. So, uh, but every once in a while you might get this, you might get me checking in and just kind of letting you know where I am and, and maybe you're in the same place. I don't know. But, uh, if you, if you are, feel free to uh, leave some comments in the, in the post, uh, for this, uh, mini sode at more than one lesson.com. Uh, you know, if you need prayer about where you are, uh, either politically or professionally or romantically or whatever it is, uh, put those out there too. Um, you know, uh, I, t- I keep talking about us, uh, needing to listen and let's go ahead and Let's start here. Let's uh, start with, I'll listen to you. You've listened to me already and we can listen to each other. So, uh, yeah. So if this, if this means anything to you, uh, do leave something in the comments. Uh, and if you have any, you know, questions or anything for me, uh, Tyler at more than one lesson.com. And I think that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. And I'll get you next time. Bye. <laughs>